Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the WW3 podcast. I'm Will, and in this podcast, a new episode will come out each Friday or Saturday, and we'll have a different subject. The subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. Now, for this episode in particular, what I'll be doing is a mock draft for the upcoming NFL draft. Um, And for those of you that don't really know what a mock draft is, it's essentially predicting where NFL teams will be picking college football players to play for them next season. Now, for this, you can go on a range of one to seven rounds. And doing seven rounds would take a really, really, really long time. And I don't want to put in the time and effort to do that. Uh, for, for the podcast, I don't want to talk for three hours cause, or even more because that's essentially how long that would be if I were to go seven rounds. I'm only going to go one to keep it uh, short and sweet for, uh, for this. And so for this draft, what I did was uh, went through I kind of looked at each team's roster, figured out um, kind of the biggest holes. And, you know, I'm such a big fan. You know, even on Twitter, I found stuff. And it's kind of what I've based that off of. And then along with team needs. And then what I've also thrown in is trades. So I predicted trades that will happen uh, in the first round and the implications that those trades could have. And I'll explain what the trades are for or what they could be for. So, and there's not many trades going on here. So, believe it or not, it did not take me a long time to do this. I'd worked on a couple and have pretty much combined a couple with some I've seen online. And... So how this will work is I'll say the team the, uh, and the position that they're in in the round. So I'll say like Washington Redskins, 15th pick, and then I'll give a rundown of kind of what they need and where they could go, and then I'll eventually give the pick and explain why. So I'm going to go ahead and get started here. So... The Arizona Cardinals hold the first overall pick. Now, in all reality, Arizona's biggest holes are in defense. This team was the worst team in football last year. They had a 3-13 record and got the number one pick because of that. Now, their biggest need on defense is definitely an edge rusher. They need a defensive end. They need an outside linebacker. They need... They also need help at inside linebacker, and they need some help in the secondary. They need some depth. They need to get a little bit younger. They need to get some help for Patrick Peterson. That's absolutely what they need to do. But also, they have some holes on the offense as well. They need to get some more receivers. They uh, need to fill some holes on that offensive line. Um, and eventually, find some help for Josh Rosen. And that's where things get complicated because ever since the Cardinals have hired Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach, 
rumors have been floating around and some of it might not even be rumors. It might just be straight up facts that he wants to take Kyler Murray number one overall. Now that's possible. Absolutely possible. Now Kyler Murray, he's, he's a shorter quarterback and some people criticize him for that. And that's okay to kind of criticize that he's a shorter quarterback and he might not succeed. But look at some of those other shorter quarterbacks in the league. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, they've end up being some of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in the league over the past couple of years. Well, I was a part of those people that said, I like Kyler Murray. He's going number one overall. Now, I will say, if he was going to my team, the Redskins, I'd, I would be happy, but a little concerned. But if if you're the Arizona Cardinal, Cardinals and you're a fan of them, here's where things get murky. Because last year, they took Josh Rosen at number 10 overall and traded up to get him. So what do they do with him? Ultimately, they trade him away and they find a team to ship him off to, whether it's the New York Giants the Los Angeles Chargers, the New, England, the New England Patriots, or the Washington Redskins. Those are the four teams that I've heard. And when we get to those teams, I'll discuss whether that happens in the case or no. But So number one overall, Arizona Cardinals take Kyler Murray, the quarterback out of Oklahoma. Now at number two, you have the San Francisco 49ers. And for San Francisco 49ers, I looked at their roster and I said, okay, offense, they don't necessarily need to focus on that here. Whatever they needed, I didn't see that position going in the top two. But going to the defense, they do need some help there. And they acquired D Ford through a trade this offseason. They have Solomon Thomas, Reek Armstead, and DeForest Buckner on that defensive line. Here's what I think they're going to do because they have D Ford listed as a defensive end. Move him to outside linebacker, draft a draft a defensive tackle, and move one of the defensive tackles they currently have to defensive end. And that's exactly what I thought in this selection when I said they would take Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Now, a lot of people will say, well, we've seen Nick Bosa here, too. Here's my argument for this, and it's the same thing for uh, the next pick, too. When it comes to teams in need of an edge rusher, and they need an outside linebacker, they need a guy who can stand up and make some moves just like that. I don't think Bosa's that kind of guy. I think Bosa's more of a defensive end more than anything. He has to put his hand in the ground and get, you know, force tackles to make a move on him after though after those moves. And he's a lot like his brother Joey, and I think both of them are in the same kind of scenario. They both are mainly defensive end guys. So that's what made me say they're gonna take Quentin Williams at defensive tackle, move D forward to linebacker, and then move one of their D tackles to defensive end. That's essentially the thought behind it. And for this next pick. The next pick is the New York Jets at number three overall. And when it came to this, again, it was offense. What do they need? 
I don't see those positions going. In the top three, go to defense. Same deal. I found they need needed an edge rusher pretty badly. But not a defensive end. They needed an outside linebacker in this case. They have Leonard Williams and they have Henry Anderson playing at defensive end. And both had pretty good seasons last year. And fun fact about the Jets at three. They were here last year after making a trade with the Indianapolis Colts to get to three to take Sam Darnold. Here, they're at three just because they didn't perform well. So, who do the Jets take this year at three? Josh Allen, the edge rusher, mainly outside linebacker, out of Kentucky. He's going to play outside linebacker for them while Anderson and Williams are those guys that will force him or help get him more sacks throughout the season. And that's absolutely what's going to happen. Leonard Williams, great player. Henry Anderson had a, had a breakout season last year. Josh Allen is going to thrive in that New York Jets defense. Don't at me. He has the potential to be rookie of the year already. So, moving on to number four. You know when I mentioned trades? Well, here's the first trade that happens. Oakland trades out of four, moves back two spots to six, which means the New York Giants trade up to four. The reason I decided this is because John Gruden is all over the place. He trades Amari Cooper. He trades Mac, Khalil Mack, and then he he trades for Antonio Brown. He signs Tyrell Williams. He signs Lamarcus Joyner. Who knows what he's going to do? So when I came to this pick, I thought that there's a chance that the Raiders take Dwayne Haskins here at four. And the Giants are a team that I think desperately want Haskins. They trade up for four. They take Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Now, with this pick, it's showing that they are looking forward to the future. They don't want to move on with Eli Manning. Eli will be their quarterback going into maybe camp. Haskins is going to have to beat him out for it. Will he do it? Absolutely. And Haskins is going to be so happy because he's going to have Saquon. He's going to have Sterling Shepard. He's going to have Evan Ingram. He's going to have a great offensive line. Haskins is going to come in with a lot of talent. And he, I think Haskins, again, don't at me, he's going to have the chance to be the offensive rookie of the year because Kyler Murray's going into a not – a stellar situation. Haskins will be going into somewhat of a good situation here. So Haskins, Giants, essentially a done deal through trade though. That leaves us at five with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For this team, again, a team offensively looked at them, had some holes. Those positions not going top five. Absolutely not. I don't see a receiver going top five. Don't get. Don't see an offensive lineman going top five. And I don't 
see a running back even going in the first round. So right then and there, that said to me, they need defense. Looked at their defense. One spot I saw that they absolutely needed to fill. They needed to replace Carl Nassib on that defensive line. That defensive line currently has Jason Pierre-Paul, Jared McCoy, Vita Vea, who they drafted last season. And now they take who should have been or who's projected by other people to go number two overall, Nick Bosa out of Ohio State, because he's that defensive end guy they need. This is going to help this defense so much. It's going to take the pressure off of that secondary. Those linebackers like Levante David, they're going to be able to relax. They're going to get to the quarterback a little bit more. Now, with Bosa, Pierre-Paul, Vea, and McCoy, that defense is going to relax, and that offense better be ready to get on the field. So now you look at six, Oakland Raiders. No question that they need to go defense. They would have gone defense had I kept them at four anyway. Um, they probably would have, I would have given them Bosa if I didn't think that the Giants would trade up. In this case, I don't see them going defensive end. I see them going more of a bigger need. I think they go inside linebacker, Devin White, LSU. Now, I would have given him to the Buccaneers had Bosa not fallen to them. But obviously, Buccaneers are going to take Bosa when, when he falls there. But with the Raiders, inside linebackers, obviously their biggest need. That defensive line isn't bad. They need one defensive end. And that's essentially it. They do need some help in, at the linebacker position, though. They have Vontez perfect at one side. They, they need help at the other side, but they still, in inside linebacker, they didn't have a lot of people there. They didn't have a lot of players at that position. So they needed somebody to go there. Devin White out of LSU, probably the best option. It's between him and Devin Bush, and Devin White's the better player, so Devin White going number six overall. Now looking through, looking at seven in the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a team that could take a quarterback or maybe a tight end. As much as TJ Hawkinson the tight end out of Iowa intrigues the Jacksonville Jaguars or intrigues me to put him there. I don't see that happening. I see the Jaguars saying, hey, we need to relieve Calais Campbell of uh, some snaps. Okay, here's here's an easy pick. Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. That's immediately what the Jaguars were saying. Because Rashawn Gary's a guy who can play defensive end, defensive tackle, I think. He'll go in, he'll relieve Calais Campbell of his duty, or he can go in and say, hey, I'll play defensive tackle. Dave and Brian go out to go out to uh, D-end, relieve Clayus Campbell of his duty while I play inside. It's a great combination of him, Dave and Brian, and even Yannick Ngakwe. Imagine that defensive line there in Jacksonville. Plus, they need to get after the quarterback in that division, Andrew Luck. Deshaun Watson and Marcus Mariota, they need to get after the quarterback. Number eight, Detroit Lions. Biggest hole they need to fill is replace is Ziggy Ansah. 
he, he hit free agency. He's a defensive end. He's a defensive end, and I, th- I think that they are mainly looking towards an edge guy to, to replace him, a guy who can play, I think, both defensive end and outside linebacker. A guy who can play both. He's versatile, and I think he'll absolutely be a baller. And that is Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State. This guy is a is a player, and I think he's going to put a lot of teams on notice when he gets drafted by the Lions. Aaron Rodgers, Mitchell Trubisky, and Kirk Cousins better watch out because this guy's going to be coming for them. He is going to be a player in Detroit. Number nine, Buffalo Bills, easy DK Metcalf wide receiver at Ole Miss. They need pass catchers. No way they're going tight end. They need a receiver. DK Metcalf is the answer. DK Metcalf is a freaking big, big guy. He's tall. He's huge, as in muscle-wise. And also, he's one fast player. He ran a really fast 40 at the Combine and ran a pretty fast 40 at, the pro, at his pro day. DK Metcalf is going to blow by people in that division, especially the Jets if they don't get corner help. Number 10, the Denver Broncos. And so from what I've heard with the Broncos is that Elway loves one guy in particular here. And knowing Elway, he's going to get his way. So I think he's going to go a quarterback, and he's going to go Drew Locke out of Missouri. I've heard that Elway really likes him, and that, and my thinking is that, okay, they've traded for Flacco, and Elway wants his Lamar Jackson. And this is going to be, okay, we'll take Drew Locke, we'll play Flacco until he starts playing horribly or he gets hurt, we'll put Locke in, and he's going to blow up. He's going to be our Lamar Jackson. That's Elway's thinking. I'm not really behind this pick, but I think that's essentially what's going to happen with Denver. 11. We have a trade here. Cincinnati moves back to 14. Atlanta jumps up to 11. And they, I think they swap seconds. Here's the deal with Atlanta. They need a guy on the inside. They need a defensive tackle. Well, there's nobody better at this point than taking Ed Oliver out of Houston. People have compared Ed Oliver to, oh, how should I say it? Aaron freaking Donald. They've compared him to Aaron Donald. And the Falcons, hearing that, are going to jump all over it. Because there are teams that, I think at 12, with the Packers that could take him. 13 in Miami that could take him. And they don't want to wait. They're going to trade up, take it Oliver, and move on. Speaking of the Packers at 12, this is an interesting scenario for them. They could go receiver. A.J. Brown's there. Marquise Brown's there. They need wide receivers. They also need tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant, both floating around here, both out of Iowa. I don't necessarily see them focusing on the defensive side of things here. They got two cornerbacks in their first two picks last year in the draft. No need to go there. So I think they look to fix this offense. Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham could be on the outs with the pick of TJ Hawkins here. 
Hawkinson here at 12. Now when my now when the Miami Dolphins front office and coaching staff said, "Yeah, we're going to wait for next year with Tua and uh Herbert." I'm not buying it because there's quarterbacks in this draft that I think are a little bit better than them and I think they end up going to quarterback at 13 anyway. Daniel Jones at a Duke. And it makes sense he's the next best quarterback available. And I think he could really help that team. And I think he would sit behind the right guy, too, to develop into a good quarterback. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been around, but he's still a good player. And I think sitting behind Fitzmagic, that that Fitzmagic will rub off on Daniel Jones. And I can't think of a clever play on words for Magic and Daniel Jones. So... Daniel Rad Jones, Harry Potter joke. I know that's going to be very cringy. Um, 14, this is where the Cincinnati Bengals trade back to. The Bengals are a team that needs, that have a bunch of needs on the defense and a bunch of needs on the offense. And defense is absolutely where they need to go. And inside linebackers, absolutely where they need to go. Devin Bush out of Michigan makes a lot of sense here. Um, Inside linebacker, just I think it's so important nowadays because you need that guy who can kind of the safety. You could argue safety is quarterback of the defense, but more than likely nowadays you're seeing the middle linebacker in the pros being that quarterback of the defense. And having a guy like Devin Bush is going to be important because he's a guy that can hit hard and get to the ball and even get to the quarterback. And that's exactly what the Bengals need at 14. At 15, you have the Washington Redskins. And I know I didn't mention it with the Giants, and I'm not going to mention it with the Chargers or the Patriots because I think the Redskins are the team that would be willing to trade for Josh Rosen. So no need to take a quarterback at 15. Either way, they wouldn't because there wouldn't be another quarterback going in the first round. Now, with the projected trade of Rosen going to the Redskins, Redskins take a receiver at 15. Marquise Brown of Oklahoma. They need a speedster. They lose Jamison Crowder. They haven't had somebody truly separate from secondaries like Deshaun Jackson has. So they need that back, and that's what Marquise Brown would do. He would bring the speed. He would blow past guys, and he would give them that deep threat. Josh Dotson, he's that big receiver that can go up and catch the ball. Paul Richardson says... We trust you. We're going to throw you the ball. And Marquise Brown's going to be the, you can blow by people. You get down the field, we'll throw you the damn ball. Marquise Brown, great pick for the Redskins at 15. 16, Carolina Panthers need defense. They need to fill that edge guy. Defensive end, outside linebacker, more outside linebacker. They need somebody to replace Thomas Davis, Brian Burns, out of Florida State, makes a lot of sense. He might not be built like Thomas Davis, but I think he's still he will still be as effective as Thomas Davis. And now he'll have a guy like Luke Keekley to play along with, and Burns will be unfreaking stoppable. New York Football Giants again here at seventeen. Big big thing to know here at seventeen. 
OBJ traded to the Cleveland Browns. They need a receiver. They have Sterling Shepard and no one essentially behind Shepard. They need help. Hakeem Butler, Iowa State wide receiver. Great pick. Big guy. Maybe not as fast as DK Metcalf. Still pretty quick. But a guy who I think that Haskins or Eli will trust to go up and get the ball almost every down. 18, the Minnesota Vikings. And here's what you're looking at with the Vikings. You're looking at a team that needs offensive line help. They want to protect Kirk Cousins. They need to give Dalvin Cook the chance to run the ball. And I remember watching a game last year. I think they were playing against the Bears, and they just could not run against them. And let alone the Bears' defense is freaking amazing. But here's where it comes into play. They, the Vikings absolutely need protection. They need somebody who can help. And they need interior offensive line. They, need, they also need offensive tackles. So the Vikings are sitting there and saying, well, we have a couple options here. Andre Dillard out of Washington State. We got Jonah Williams out of Alabama. We've also got Jawan Taylor out of Florida. Well, I think the Vikings say, we're in more need of an interior offensive line than an offensive tackle. So they take Jonah Williams out of Alabama. Now, Jonah Williams only played tackle at in college, but from what I've heard from TV with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, he's more than likely going to play guard in the league. And I think that's going to be important to the Vikings' decision here because I think he's a better player than guys who are actually listed straight up as guards here in this draft. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them take a Jonah Williams there, protect Kirk Cousins, and uh, try to try to find a way to stop those interior defensive linemen in the NFC North. Moving on to 19 in the Tennessee Titans. Now, this is another team that I would say needs a receiver, but won't take them right then and there. Because I think they... This receiving class has a lot of talent, and they feel like they don't need to take one round one. They feel like they'll need to take one probably round two, Debo Samuel, maybe even a Calvin Harmon out of NC State. Now, what does that mean? They're probably going defense. They're probably going uh, with an outside linebacker. Because with Brian Arakpo gone, retired, you know, they need somebody to fill that void. And there's still a lot of good players on the board here. Ja'Kai Polite out of Florida. Clellan Farrell out of Clemson. Um, Jalen Ferguson out of Louisiana Tech. Um, and Ferguson probably not going as high as here. He's probably going late first round. Probably early second, I think. But I, I have a feeling... That, Jaco- that Ja'Kai Polite out of Florida is the pick here because he he was projected to go top 
10 kind of early on, top six, seven. But he didn't have a strong pro day, didn't have a strong combine, and that's really, really hindered him from going in those top kind of picks here. And it's uh, it's hurt him, but it's going to pay off. He's going to go Tennessee. He's going to learn from he's, – he's going to join a pretty young linebacking core anyway, which isn't bad for him. And that defense is going to end up being pretty scary there in this south. And again, this is a division. I said it with the Jaguars, and I'll say it for the Titans, that they need to get to the quarterback. You got Deshaun Watson. You got Andrew Luck. And now you have to keep in mind with the Jaguars, Nick Foles. All those guys are pretty dangerous if they get out of the pocket. So they need to get to the quarterback in Tennessee. Number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, people will argue maybe inside linebackers since Ryan Chazier is gone. But with Devin Bush and Devin White off the board, I don't necessarily see that happening. I don't see another inside linebacker going there. Our receivers are arguable here. A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. Devo Samuel out of South Carolina. Kelvin Harmon out of NC State. Uh, all arguable since they trade away Antonio Brown. But also keep in mind, they have Juju Smith-Suster. They have James Washington. This and uh, Ryan Switzer as well. And I don't think they'll need to go there. No need to go offensive line. This is a team that I th- that people could argue, oh, they're going to take a quarterback. They could take Greer here in the first round. No, they won't. They won't. If they're going to take a quarterback, they're going to take one. Probably three or four. Rounds three or four. So you look at that defense and what they need. Defensive line's fine. I will say inside linebacker is is absolutely a need, but I don't see that next inside linebacker going in this first round. Which leads me to going secondary. They need help at the corner position. So why not go Greedy Williams out of LSU? This is another guy a lot like Ja'Kai Polite that was kind of projected to go in in the top early on. Now, I don't know what necessarily happened, uh, but I think there's a lot more valuable positions and a lot more talented players when it comes to it. And that's why Greedy Williams tends to fall, I think, and these later mocks because you have all these other players and other valuable positions and you start to see a lot more uh, offensive players going off in the rounds before or in the picks before him like a Jonah Williams and Hakeem Butler. And it gets, it starts to get a little hazy out there for him to see where he will truly fit in. At 21, you have the Seattle Seahawks, and this is another team that's in need of secondary help, whether it's a safety or a corner. And this is a team that kind of needs help a lot on defense. They've lost a lot of key players over the past couple years um, at positions. Keep in mind, Earl Thomas left for ball for Baltimore. Cam Chancellor, who knows if he'll play again. Richard Sherman was cut, um, and just they're losing 
that Legion of Boom, and I don't know if they'll be able to keep that up. And this is a, a division mainly kind of with the Rams that you need to keep up with their receivers. And if they can't do that, they're in trouble. So I think Seattle Seahawks goes corner, uh, Byron Murphy, and they stay they stay in state with it because he went to Washington. It's really not a bad pick for them. Like I said, it's a big need. But in my opinion, I think Byron Murphy's the best corner in this in this draft, just because I think he's a better all around. He could probably play corner and. Maybe a little bit of safety. Greedy Williams is somebody I don't think that could be the case. But Greedy is going to fit the Steelers just a little bit better than Byron Murphy would. Now moving on to the Baltimore Ravens at 22. Um, Man, the Ravens. This offseason, they've struggled a little bit in bringing back uh, some some guys, C.J. Mosley losing him, having to cut Eric Weddle, you know, wasn't that great. And they lost a couple other key players as well, uh, Terrell Suggs. So you could argue, oh, let, they should go defense. I already said what, uh, what I said with the inside linebackers. Uh, there are some guys who could probably play outside linebacker here. Uh, Clellan Farrell is definitely an option. And maybe even, uh, yeah, mainly just him. Oh, Jalen Ferguson as well. But um, nobody else that I could really see going there um, in those positions. I also think that uh, you're going to you're going to see Baltimore maybe explore trading back. I don't see that. And I found something interesting to where they need a receiver. And there's no question that A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss makes a lot of sense. And he's, I think he's more of a guy who's going to be taken in the 20s anyway. He's a good receiver, but again, it's the same thing with Greedy Williams, that there's a lot of other positions that are valued by other teams, and they're going to pass on him, and then Baltimore's going to end up taking him and being really happy with what they have. Because they need people who can catch the ball from Lamar Jackson. Because Lamar Jackson can't carry the load by himself, no. Let alone they did sign Mark Ingram. So, they're sitting pretty fine there. Now, at 23 with Houston Texans. The Texans... hmm, Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Absolutely is what, where they need to go. And in more specific, offensive tackle. They need to protect Deshaun Watson. And I know I've said this about other teams to where they need to get to the quarterback. This team needs to pro- protect their quarterback. And that's absolutely what they need to do. So who do they get? Jawan Taylor out of Florida. Now, this is another guy that was also projected to go pretty early on in the draft. I think he still is by some by some uh, experts. But with me, I see a lot more needed 
positions, a lot more value players ahead of him, and that's going to make him fall a lot. Because I don't think a lot of teams are going to be taking a tackle in the first round, and it's going to make him fall dramatically. Believe me. Um, again, don't at me. Um, so number 24, going back to the Oakland Raiders. This is pick two out of uh, three for their first round. 24, this is a team that definitely needs some defensive help. Adam taking their inside linebacker of the future, and Devin White, you know, at, at, at six. Here at 24, they need to get a guy who can either play outside linebacker or defensive end. And I think they're looking more towards that defensive end, a guy who can take over for either Arden Key or, Dr- or Josh Morrow, um, who they just brought in this offseason. So that brings me to a guy who's played with a, a lot of people who've actually gone in this uh, first round. Uh, Clellan Farrell out of Clemson makes a lot of sense here. Uh, he falls back, but I think he's he's a guy that, I think will fill a big void in that team and will make that defense a lot more scarier. And along with that, it's going to give um, their outside linebackers who might not be as talented a lot more time to get to the quarterback or maybe he will get to the quarterback in that division. So at 25, I was thinking about it with the Philadelphia Eagles. I was like, what are they look necessarily looking at? And it doesn't seem like there's a lot for them to improve on. They, believe it or not, they have a very talented roster. There's one position where I think they absolutely need, and it's running back. And I know I said this earlier on, and I'm going to say it now. Running back. No running backs in the first round this year. There's no Ezekiel Elliott. There's no Sony Michelle. There's no... Nick Chubb, I don't know if he was taking first round or not, but still, there's I don't think there's there's any of those kind of guys who may have been passed over, but were first round talents. So I think they trade out of 25 and Jacksonville. They trade back into the first round and give up their second round pick um, and maybe even a first round pick next year. And what do they do here? They go offense. They go on the offense. And they fix something that absolutely needs to be fixed. They fix that offensive line. And most likely left left tackle. I think they're going to try to move on from Cam Robinson. They just signed uh, Josh Wells. They just re-signed Josh Wells. Um, And I think Andre Dillard out of Washington State makes a lot of sense. He's an offensive tackle. Uh, Taking over Cam Robinson is making a lot of sense. Josh Wells uh, there as well. But just offense tackle was a, a thing that they've needed for so long. And Cam Robinson has struggled for so long. And it's about time that they move on from him. 26, Indianapolis Colts. Great defense. Absolutely a great defense. Still some holes there, but I'd say they probably move on from that. The one space I see them going, Offense. And this is, if I'm a Colts fan, I absolutely wish they go here because they need some help, some depth help, and 
does somebody else to play with T.Y. Hilton? Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State. You pair him with T.Y. Hilton, I think that it's going to be a great duo. Now, Nikhil Harry's not really projected to go first round late. I would say late first round, mainly, probably back all the way back in the 30s, and early on second round. But this team is in need of a pass catcher, and I think that's why he jumps all the way up to 26 here, just because they need somebody to play along with their playmaker in T.Y. Houghton. 27. Oh, look at this. We're back with the Oakland Raiders. Yes. Three picks in the first round. And two of them on defense. And this one on offense. They fixed some big holes on defense. They still have some others. But they absolutely need to look at uh, gaining pass catchers or pass protectors. Okay, maybe not on the offensive line, but I think that gives away where I'm going with this. Tight end. Now, whether they go Irv Smith or Noah Fant, going to try to leave some suspense here. But um, if you're going based off of talent, and I think somebody who can block a little bit better, I think it's Noah Fant. This is a guy that I think he, he is a guy that will catch the ball pretty easily when he runs his routes and uh, they call for him to call to throw the ball to him. But I think he's also a really good blocker, and I think that's what sets him apart from an Irv Smith. And, you know, I think he's probably a better blocker than TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's more of a big playmaker. He's probably more of like a Travis Kelsey than anything. Uh, Noah Fant is probably more like a, uh, probably like a Vernon Davis, a guy who's good at blocking, but will eventually go out and catch the ball and sneaky quick when he does. He's a quick player. Um, he'll catch the ball and he'll truck you or outrun you, I think. And that's a that's a note. And I think that's why the Raiders go with that. And they need somebody to replace Jared Cook as well. 28 Los Angeles Chargers. Good offense, good defense. Uh, still some holes, of course. You know, every team's going to have a position to work on. And for for the Chargers, I believe mainly it's that defense and that defensive line. And in particular, the defense tackle position. There's still some guys here. Christian Wil- Wilkins out of Clemson. Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. And you could argue some other guys, but I'm mainly looking at those two. And, uh, man, that Clemson defensive line was good, weren't they? So... That meaning Christian Wilkins out of Clemson, um, they they have three guys that hit free agency this this past off season at defensive tackle, leaving Brandon McBain and a couple guys who were at three and four on the uh, depth chart there, and you know they don't want to deal with that, so they got to bring in a guy who can who they know can uh, play defense tackle and get to the get the guys like Patrick Mahomes and. Derek Carr and Joe Flacco. Moving on to 29, the Kansas City Chiefs. This this is a team that needed secondary help a lot. 
and uh, they needed him. To, they needed a ton of help. Eric Barrier was there. He didn't pan out. They ended up releasing him. Um, you know, they ended up signing Brashad Breland this offseason. Uh, you know, they just didn't have a, that much of a great secondary. And I think that was their downfall this season. And uh, besides D4 jumping off sides. But uh, really their downfall was their secondary. And with Eric Berry gone, they need to replace him. So they're going to go safety. And there's a couple options at safety. Juan Thornhill out of Virginia. Uh, Deontay Thompson out of Alabama. And Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. I think those are the top three guys that they're probably looking to looking to take there at 29. And this is going to be my first safety off the board. And it's going to be Deontay Thompson out of Alabama. I think he, he's a very talented player. And I think he's probably going to be picked over the other two just because it's Alabama. And there's a lot of really good players from Alabama and safeties from Alabama out, out in the league. And I think Deontay Thompson is going to play that Eric Berry role kind of well, that ball hawking big hitter. I think that's what Deontay Thompson wanted to be in for the Kansas City Chiefs. At 30, you have the Green Bay Packers sitting there. And the Packers are a team now at 30 that are saying, okay, we took a tight end at 12. There's a couple other things, but we don't like where we are. They don't like where they are. They don't see any players of value here. So they trade back, and they I think they trade with the Cincinnati Bengals here. And what the Bengals do with this pick is get an edge rusher. They don't necessarily need to go defensive end, but go outside linebacker. I said inside linebacker was a big need, but any linebacker, just take them. It's a need. They got rid of Vontis perfect. Zach or Nick. Nick Vigil is one of their starting Outside linebackers. They need help. Jalen Ferguson of Louisiana Tech will help him. He will be a starter. He might not do a lot of damage, but I think he'll be a starter and will help that defense improve in, in sacks at least. 31, Los Angeles Rams. With the Rams... I look. I really looked at only one position, and that's uh, defense tackle, because Nakamura Sue hit free agency and is not signed anywhere. So, do they do they get him back? Maybe, but if they don't, I think they look to uh, replace him. There's one guy I have in mind, Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle out of Clemson, and for the Rams to take him would be pretty scary because again that's another defense that's really really scary and that really played well down the sh- down the stretch and I will say played well in the Super Bowl to you know keep the Patriots to pretty low scoring affair but um adding Dexter Lawrence is going to be big and you get a little bit younger on that defensive line as well moving on to our final pick pick number 32 New England Patriots, one position, one guy, and one reason why. Hey, that rhymed. Um, They have a big hole to fill on that offense. They need a tight end. 
with Gronkowski retiring, they need that playmaker. And they cut Dwayne Allen. He's no longer there. He was not going to replace Gronk anyway. Why not get a tight end out of Alabama named Herb Smith? He might not be as big as Gronk, but I th- he has the playmaking ability. He can get open, and he might not be as big either. He might not be able to truck people, but this is a guy that I think can beat people downfield. He can beat uh, linebackers. I think he could possibly beat some safeties. But this guy is going to be a big playmaker for the New England Patriots as they look to embark on another journey to the Super Bowl. That right there, my first round mock draft. And I'm glad that y'all came on the journey with me to do this. And uh, again, just some reminders about up upcoming episodes. Um, I will do a Q&A episode, whether it's next week or not. Um, depends on how many questions I have. Please submit questions. And if you're wondering where you can do that, it's on Facebook. There's a post where a couple people have commented already. Just go ahead and comment on that post with questions. I'll answer them uh, then and there. So then next week, if I don't have enough, I will do a uh, an equipment manager episode. I will I will talk about I'll go into more depth about what it, it, what an equipment manager does and uh, like just some experiences that I've had and you know why it's been a really really cool experience for me. And then um, if if we do happen to get that Q and A episode in um, after that. The next actual episode that I'll have something concrete will be about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going to go in and talk about uh, kind of the timeline of watching those movies. I'll talk about um, I'll talk about Infinity War and kind of what that means for Endgame. Then I'll talk about maybe some predictions and the- and even some theories. For Endgame, and maybe some th- something that you guys might have missed in promotions for Endgame that you might not have seen online. Um, and I'm really excited to do that one. And I might push that up eventually. But thanks, thanks for listening again. And it does mean a lot f- for you all to listen to this. And um, so here we go. I will say goodbye, adios. Uh, however, you say goodbye. See y'all next week.